Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, the message I would like to preach is uh, very difficult for me to preach because it's not easy to do. But we're going to depend on the grace of God to do it. I would like to start a new series of teaching called Learning to Truly Love. Learning to Truly Love. We have so many teaching series in the internet, in the YouTube, and in the website that you can listen. I would like to encourage all of you to be really diligent in learning the Word of God Many series, demonology, great grace, being led by the spirit, divine protection. Divine protection, I have not finished teaching yet. I'm going to come back in a week or two to continue lesson number eight. But God wants us to really get into the word. The word of God is the medicine to our life. The word of God will give us faith and victory. So we should be diligent and disciplined and studious in listening to the Word of God and reading the Bible, studying the Bible. Today, I would like to talk about family. In fact, the principle that we learn today will not be only applied to husband and wife or married life, but also to church life, the natural family, and the spiritual family, the church. And also anywhere we go, God's principle is for us everywhere. But my emphasis is about family, about husband and wife, about parenting and about the church life because church is a family as well. We're going to learn about how to love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us the word to understand, to learn the truth. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. We want to grow more. We want to understand the way of heaven and we want to put your word into practice, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, the Bible says, And let us consider one another. Let us consider other people. What they like, what they feel, what they don't like, consider one another. In order to stir up love and good works. Love is a big subject in the kingdom of God. God said, love him with all our heart and all our soul and our mind. And love others as yourself. So, our life on earth here, I don't know how many years we have on earth for you. I hope I have 120 years at least. But the life on earth is a life of tests. Life is a test. And not only that, life is about learning. We learn and develop and grow every day, every year. We are getting better. We are more mature. We are becoming more like Christ every day, every month. So we need to learn how to love. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love. In order to learn something, we need to pursue that subject. We need to understand it. So we pursue to grow in love. 
We talk about family here. God is the person who established the marriage institution. He is the person who designed and created marriage. Marriage and family life is a good thing for mankind. It's a gift from God, priceless and beautiful gift from God. When I marry Pastor Da, I'm so happy. I have a family. Thank God for the family. God uses marriage or family life to be the blessing to us in many ways. He used the marriage to eliminate our loneliness. He used marriage to multiply our effectiveness. I myself alone cannot do that much, but with Pastor Da with me, we can do more. Two better than one. We have different gifts and talents. We can work together as a team. He uses marriage in order to establish families where children can be raised in a godly way, where we can enjoy life, and we can be blessed with the relational intimacy. Family institution is a gift from God to all of us. But beyond all this blessing that I mentioned about, God also uses marriage to show what we need. And what we need is growth. We need to grow up. God uses marriage to reveal our personal issues, our selfishness, self-centeredness, weaknesses, so that we can deal with them and he can help us to grow. I did not know my weakness until I married Pastor Da. And Pastor Da have to bear with me for many years now. I asked her, will you marry me again if we meet now? After you know me this many years, she said, I have to think about it. <laughs> she thought she's going to marry a superman, but no. She married an imperfect man. And our marriage revealed my weaknesses. We came from a different family. She came from a family that everybody's so close. They all talk to each other all the time, having good time. I came from a family that I never see my dad. I never see my mom. I play with dogs all day long. I play with football. I never have closeness with my sibling and my dad and my mom. I was very lonely and very more like a loner. So two persons with different backgrounds come together. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> God used this marriage. I married Pasada to learn a lesson for me to grow up as a man. The key is we need to be teachable. And as we are teachable, we can learn the lesson of love in marriage. The most important lesson for our life is love. So I believe this teaching is important. This series is going to be about maybe at least 40 teachings in this series. This is number one. So we're going to learn how to live with an imperfect person and love him or her unconditionally. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. It's a long way. <laughs> to live together with an imperfect person. We're going to learn together how to live 
a life that's full of loving relationship. This is a journey. This is an adventure. This is a process. This is something we need to grow into it. And we need to really be patient and bold and have faith to grow up in this area. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, the Bible says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And desperately wicked, who really knows how bad it is? The world teaches us that we should follow our heart. Whatever our heart desire is. You have to be careful. Because our heart is deceitful. Our heart is contaminated by our past bad experiences. Or by our way of growing up in the house. I came from a Chinese home, so I have a lot of messy things in the Chinese home. Some of you maybe grow up in another culture that have a lot of messy things in that culture. And our heart is contaminated by movie and media and the world system and demons and Satan and all kinds of things. So our heart is deceitful. Therefore, we have to be careful. Sometimes our heart says that this is right, but actually it's wrong. Because our heart is deceitful. Who should we follow? The Bible says we should follow the word of God. We should let our heart follow the word of God and follow the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we're going to study the word of God together in this teaching and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to change our life. Love is the key to the lasting, fulfilling relationships. If we want to have a lasting, fulfilling relationship, we need to walk in love. This is a learning process together. This process is not about being an elbow Christian. You know what elbow Christian means. You listen to a good sermon, honey, honey, this is for you. If you try to learn this lesson to change your spouse or change your pastor and change somebody else, you make a big mistake. If you try to change somebody else, you're going to fail. And you're going to be frustrated. The only person that can change your spouse and change other people around you is God. It's the Holy Spirit, not you. So this lesson is for you. Everyone say, for me. Don't use elbow, okay? Don't be an elbow Christian. So now we are in the process or in the journey together to explore our own weaknesses, our mistakes, to explore what is right, and we're going to walk in the genuine love in the family and in the church, even though our desire may not want to do it. Love is the decision, not the emotion or feeling. Love is selfless, sacrificial, and transformational. If we love, we practice selfless lifestyle, sacrificial lifestyle. And when we really walk in love, in action, and in word, the relationship that we have in the home will be always improved and changed to the better. The atmosphere in the house is going to be improving every month because we walk in love. So we're going to learn about how to walk in love together. We need to be more creative and courageous to walk in love. 
In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 23. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. I receive testimony from all over the world every week that when people listen to the sermon in the YouTube and they got healed supernaturally, got healed from cancer, got healed from those sickness and this sickness and they send a message to us that thank God for New Hope International Church that put all this teaching in the YouTube and I got healed. But not only that, the Bible say in verse 23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. We have the responsibility to guard and to protect our own heart. What we need to do is to say, I'm going to keep following the word of God. I'm going to keep pursuing love. No matter what happens, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to give up. Because I know love is one of the most important things that I can ever do. Therefore, I'm going to keep learning, growing, developing the life of divine love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I read all this scripture to show you that love is so important. Now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanking cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, you know the Bible very well. You study the Bible, study the Bible very hard. You know all the mystery of God and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. You can see from this scripture, love is very important in the eyes of God. Let us go through this journey together. I'm learning too. Actually, this sermon is for me. I need to grow up in this area. I mean, let us go through this adventure together to grow in love. Let's look at the first one. What is love? 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Ephesians 4, 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Love is patient. Love always wins. Love always works. Love is the most powerful motivator of life. Love is so big. The depth, the height, the width, the length of love is so hard for man, human being like you and me, to understand. Because God is love. When you understand love, you understand God more. 
God is love. So let us go through this journey together to go deeper, higher, wider, longer in the way of love. When you love, you always do what is good and best for others. You give the best piece of steak to others because you love. You give the best seed to others. You always do the best for others when you love. Love will empower you and me to face the problem in life with victory and we will not give up because we love. Love is so powerful. Love can motivate a man like me to put away childish things, to provide, to work hard and provide for my family, for his family, to take a passionate stand for the right thing in the family and in the church. When I first moved to America, I promised God that I cannot finish the training to become a neurosurgeon eight years. You know why I worked so hard? Because I love my wife. I promised God that my wife would never become poor and lack anything. And if something happened to me, my wife would have enough left over in the bank account for her not to have to beg from anybody. Love motivate me. When I, whenever I think about love as a man, I see myself in the uniform of a military guy, a soldier, sitting in a marine ship, going across from America in order to fight a battle for my country, to serve, to save my country. That is love. You stand, you're willing to die. You're in a military uniform to fight for your family, for your wife and your kids. That is love. Love drives a woman to connect emotionally in relationship. A woman will comfort those who get hurt around her because she loves. Love motivates a wife or a woman to protect her children, to serve her husband, and to be patient with her husband. And love makes a woman to extend her kindness to those who are in need. While wow, love moved you, motivated you, changed your life. All of us, no exception, were born with a lifelong desire and thirst to be loved. We all want to be loved. Thank God that God loved us. And God sent people to love us in the church. Our hearts desperately need love. Just like our lungs need oxygen. Love is so important. Love changed our life. Love is a big motivation in our life to do things. No marriage shall last without love. No marriage is successful without love. The church cannot go anywhere without love. But love is built on two pillars. The first one is patience, and the second one is kindness. Love is patient. So therefore, let us start this one with the word patience together. Again, I'm preaching to myself, not to you. You get it too. Love inspires a person to become a patient person. When you choose to be patient, you respond to the negative situation in a positive way. When you are patient, you're slow to anger. You choose to have a long fuse instead of having a short temper and quick temper. 
love and patience made you calm down and extend mercy to those around you instead of being angry, restless, and demanding. No one likes to be around impatient people. Is that right? How many people like to be around impatient person? I don't like to be. I like to be around gentle, loving, patient person. Impatience will cause us to overreact in angry, foolish, and regrettable ways. You know, sometimes people do wrong thing to us, and we get upset. They do wrong thing. When I say wrong, can be two things. Let me explain to you. Wrong thing can be really wrong, such as commit adultery or lying. Can be really wrong. But sometimes wrong thing is not really wrong, but it's just a different style. Like if you marry, you are an American man, you marry a Japanese woman, and Japanese woman grow up in a Japanese home. Her style is one way, her culture, and you have American culture another way, and you live together, and you think your wife is wrong because of different style. You like to eat bread. She like to eat rice. You are wrong. You eat rice. So sometimes wrong and right is not really wrong and right. It's just the style, the different way of doing things. And when people do wrong to you, whatever really wrong or wrong style, wrong culture in your life, if you respond in anger and impatience, you add another wrong into it. Stop it. When a person is doing wrong, don't go ahead and do wrong with that person by being angry and yell and upset. Anger always makes things worse. Never better. Anger always generates more problems, additional problems. Patience and love always resolve problems. You know, sometimes the situation in your home that happened is a short problem, just a little mistake a person makes. Little mistake. But if you respond in anger and impatience and mad, you are trembling or stepping on the wrong relationship. I believe that a lot of divorces happen because of this anger issue in the house. Little problem, you just throw anger into it. You are destroying the long-term relationship and divorce happens. But if you practice patience, you can stop the problem in the house. You are not making it worse. Amen? I always see anger and impatience this way. Sometimes people make a little bit wrong thing in the house. But when you get mad, you are putting your hand on the scorpion tail. You keep being hurt in your hand. Every time you get angry, you put your hand on the scorpion tail. And you get hurt again. So the situation gets worse because you get angry and become impatient. Let us control our emotion. Let us be patient in love. Let me ask you this question. Do you control your emotion or do your emotion control you? I hope you control your emotions. If you can control your emotion, you're going to walk in wisdom and discretion. How many people want wisdom? What I try to say, let me explain to you. 
if you walk in patience and love, you bring the internal calmness or peace into the situation with external storm. The storm come in outside, but you bring calmness and peace into your relationship. If your spouse offends you, do you quickly retaliate? Or you stay under control and calm and be patient? If you get angry all the time, you're going to make mistakes all the time. And you're going to spread poison instead of medicine in your house. I know this is very tough teaching. You want to spread medicine or you want to spread poison. Anger is a poison in the home. Many of us, we try to put the mask on. On our life and act like nothing happened. But even we put the mask out, we can find that anger is inside. Impatience is inside. And when we respond with anger and impatience, we're going to make mistakes and situation will get worse. Anger is a way of respond in foolishness, ignorance, and selfishness. In fact, patience makes us very wise. What does it mean? Patience makes us wise. Let me explain to you. When you are patient, you will hook up to God, to the Holy Spirit, and listen to Him. What I need to do in this situation. When you get angry, you blow up, you forget about the Holy Spirit because you want to please your flesh. When you are calm and be patient, you are patient, your attitude will be, could you please help me understand? Could you please explain to me? I'm not going to be in a rush to judge you. I'm going to pause and stop and listen to you. So I can understand what is going on in your life. I'm going to give you grace to explain to me. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold back and listen to you. So I can understand the whole picture of what's going on. And I can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit while I'm calm and listening. Before I can make a decision, what is the best Respond, I should do in this situation. Is that right? A lot of people lost their jobs because they get angry at work and say something wrong to their boss. The boss fired them. A lot of people get into trouble because they get angry and they respond with retaliation and they get into big trouble. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29, Amplified Bible. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. Being angry is a sign of foolishness. If you can control your emotion, you can receive understanding more by listening, praying, hook up to God, and let God show you what is the right answer for this situation. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18, in NLT. A hot-tempered person starts fights. 
A cool tempered person stops them. In Amplified Bible say, a hot tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. Lack of patience causes war zone in relationship. Love and patience foster peace, love, kindness, and calmness in the house. We have to choose which one. We're going to be short-tempered or going to be patient. Patient is when love meets wisdom. How many people want wisdom in handling everything? I'm talking about God's wisdom. If you hold yourself back and you just stay patient and don't blow up, you can hear from God. And God can give you wisdom. Not only that, love and patience. Keep your marriage healthy. Love and patience give your spouse and your friends or your boss become a human. Why say that? Let me ask everyone in this room. How many people never make mistakes? Raise your hand up. I dare not raise my hand. We all are humans and we make mistakes every day. We say wrong things, either intentionally or unintentionally. We do wrong things to offend people of different culture, of different backgrounds. We are all humans. So when we love and we are patient, we're going to hold back. We're going to have tenacity and endurance during the tough time and allow our spouse or people around us to have some more time to change, to repent, and to improve. They are humans. They make mistakes. And I make mistakes too. Everyone make mistakes. So patience gives people the right to be human being. Are you going to be mad when people offend you? And jail? Or are you going to be calm and smile? Can your spouse count on having a patient husband or wife? For example... When my wife come home and say, Honey, I'm sorry. I backed my car into the garage and I hit something. That really happened in my house. <laughs> oh, maybe my wife come back home and say, I'm sorry, Mom. Today I got a ticket. $250 ticket from the police. I make a mistake. Will I give her a lecture? And yell at her. And make her feel like she is, a, she is childish and make mistake. Can my wife count on me to smile and stay calm? Oh, $250. That's okay, la. We can make that money again. That's okay, la. Oh, the car is broken because you hit the wall of the garage. That's okay, la. It can be repaired. Honey, don't worry. Honey, don't worry, la. <laughs> oh, your husband is watching football game too long. Did not talk to you. Just keep watching the football game. You walk into the house and you're going to give a lecture. Honey, you should read the Bible. 
You should not watch football game too long. You should talk to me. Is that you? Can she is calm? Can she be calm and talk to the husband lovingly and say, "Honey, can you spend time with me?" What is your tone of voice? What is the volume of your voice when you see something you don't like? First Thessalonians chapter five verse fifteen. I'm almost done. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another. Another version said this way: See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourself and for all. In your marriage. In a church life, in your company, in your friendship, also always respond with goodness, mercy, kindness, and patience. This is a fact of life. Very few of us do patience very well. Practice patience very well. I'm still growing in this area. I was very short-tempered man. And I still need to struggle with this. Sometimes my the heat come up boiling inside me. I have to control it. But the truth is, none of us does it naturally. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be self-control and patient and loving. Man cannot do it on his own. We need God to help us. Wise men and wise women will pursue love and patience. Remember this: your relationship is a marathon; it's a long way to go. Keep sowing the seed of love and the seed of patience into your relationship. Remember this: if you love, you show it in words and actions. Sometimes we destroy relationship by our words. Our words often reflect the condition of our heart. Sometimes, when we get mad, we need to learn how to bite the tongue and the lips, shut our mouth, count one, two, three, four, five. Six. Some of you may be hundred, <laughs> not ten. You count. You rather say nothing negative to your spouse or to your friends. But if you choose to say something, make sure you say something that build up, not to destroy. Be careful with what you say. James chapter one verse nineteen. Everyone. Must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In conclusion, today I'm done. Love is important in any relationship. Love is very strong motivation in relationship. In order to show love, we practice patience. Self-control every day. Amen.
Is it difficult? Why so quiet in this room? Why everyone just sit? Pastor Lau, you talk about me. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm speaking the truth here. Amen. We all need to learn to grow in love. Amen. We will come back again and talk about more things about love in detail, one by one. Today we talk about patience. How many people need more patience? How many people need to control your mouth more? <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us the truth. You never lie. We are human. Sometimes we lie. But you speak the truth to us to help us, to change us. Your truth will set us free. Help us to become a loving person so that we can walk in your love and we can love other people, especially our spouse, our children, our brothers and sisters. Lord, help us to grow in this area that we will be patient to everybody, allow people to be human beings and we're going to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to control our emotion, our mouth, our reaction. We want to be patient like you, Lord. We want to have this fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, kindness, patience, long-suffering, Lord. Help us, Lord, to grow up in this area. We want to build a home, the family, that is full of peace, blessing, favor, good health, joy, and the grace from heaven, Lord. We're going to humble ourselves to admit that we are wrong and ask you to forgive us, Lord. Lord, in the past, many times, we show anger, we yell, we say wrong things to our spouse, to our brothers and sisters. Lord, forgive us, Lord. Help us to grow more in this area. Thank you, Father, for forgiving us, helping us to become more mature in the area of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people promise God you're going to put this into practice? Raise your hand up. You're going to put this into practice? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to pray for those who struggle in this area of being patient. Pray that God will really pour His love into your heart so that you can be more patient with the circumstance in your life. I would like to pray for you. Amen.
This message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.